Welcome to the Idaho Reports podcast. I'm producer Ruth Brown. Today I'm joined by Representative Jaron Crane to discuss a bill he's sponsoring on Idaho's human trafficking laws. Thanks for joining me. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, let's start by just, can you walk me through Representative Crane a little bit of what this bill does? Yeah, absolutely. So this is an actual rewrite of the entire human trafficking code here in Idaho. Um, currently the bill, I think we're at 40 some pages, so it's not small. It's not something you can take in really quick. Um, it's, it's pretty in depth, but what we're trying to do is do a complete rewrite of Idaho's human trafficking laws. Um, there's many places in code that refer to prostitution currently. And so what we're trying to do is change that definition to commercial sexual activity. Um, in addition to many other things that we want to talk about here on this show. When you were presenting the bill, you talked about how you wanted to make, to, make the legislation uh, more victim-centered. What is the importance of that? Um, I would say that in this bill, one of the things that really matters is that it substitutes uh, commercial sexual activity for any form of the word prostitute uh, to avoid unnecessarily labeling those that may be victims of human trafficking. And let's shift the focus to the actual conduct that's taking place. So we really are trying to be sensitive to that. This is also intended to provide uh, law enforcement with some clearer definitions and um, tools for investigating and prosecuting human trafficking. Um, what, what does the bill do that will maybe assist law enforcement? Yeah, uh, the purpose is to rewrite this to make the law easier to understand and the structure, uh, the crime of human trafficking in such a way that law enforcement can more readily connect the crimes that they're investigating to human trafficking. Are there any state level resources allocated? Not in this rewrite. So what we're doing right now is we're getting laws on the books, definitions and terms on the books that's gonna help law enforcement do the job that they're doing. Um, I do plan to bring probably this session, but I don't know if I'll have time. We may run out of the clock. It might have to be next year, but a trailer bill that's gonna specifically ask for an appropriation from JFAC to stand up a task force in order to give them detectives, in order to give them the law enforcement, in order to give them the attorneys that they need to actually investigate this. That's not in this rewrite here. Uh, it's been a request of the AG's office. It's also been a law enforcement request and probably do something along the lines of what ICAC is doing. Internet Crimes Against Children. Where we stand up a unit and we give them a facility, we give them the things that they need to investigate this full time. The law enforcement agencies around the state are understaffed as it is, and we all know there's a shortage of good cops, but they don't have what they need resources wise when it comes to the actual detectives, when it comes to the actual attorneys to go and prosecute these crimes and investigate them full time. So they're doing the best they can. They take the cases as they come, but we are going to have to have an appropriation in the future to solve it. You represent the district of, um, you represent the city of Nampa. Mm -hmm. um, in my reporting, I think people think of human trafficking often as some issue that's in a foreign country. It's not, not happening here. Mm -hmm. uh, in working on this bill and working with law enforcement, what, what have you learned about human trafficking in the state of Idaho, in your district? Mm. I came in knowing nothing, and now I, I know a lot more than, in some ways more than I want to, especially about this issue. Um, I've worked very closely with Chief Huff in Nampa, at Nampa PD, with Lieutenant Kimball at Nampa PD. Um, they actually brought the legislation ideas forward and they've helped write much, much of this uh, along with the AG's office. Um, they actually let us know in several um, closed room meetings where they told us about um, things that were going on within our community and in our district, specifically District 12 and 13, um, which cover Nampa. And my mind was blown that right in the city where I was born and raised and have grown up in that 
literally things are happening underneath our noses. There's commercial sexual activity all throughout the state. Um, they revealed to us that the Treasure Valley, um, they're actually bringing victims from Seattle. They, they bring them in on buses to the Treasure Valley and they start them in Caldwell. They promote them to Nampa. Then they promote them to Boise and then they ship them out to their next destination. It's, it's unbelievable the actual trafficking cases that are taking place um, here in Nampa and also throughout the state of Idaho. I had no idea. My mind was open to a whole new world that I didn't know existed. Uh, the bill targets uh, traffickers and criminal litigation around that. Uh, do you anticipate any opposition? Have you heard any um, concerns, I suppose, from your fellow lawmakers about the bill? Uh, not at all. So um, one of the things that we did with the AG's office was we went right to the agencies that are involved and the players that are involved. So law enforcement, um, the Prosecuting Attorneys Association, ICOPA, um, the different police organizations as well, and said, hey, where are you at with the legislation? Let them all read it. Um, the final one we were waiting on yesterday, he came up to me in the hall and he shook my hand. He said, this is incredible. That um, was the last police organization that we needed. It was FOP um, that was going to give us their blessing and sign off. He said, this is incredible. You, you did a great job. AG did a great job. Uh, we're 100% behind you guys. We'll give letters of recommend. We'll even be there to testify in favor of. It's a bipartisan bill. I mean, human trafficking is not something that is a party line vote. It is something that we all share as modern day slavery. It's something that has to come to an end and it doesn't go into, well, it's a Republican or a Democrat thing. No, this is an Idaho thing. This is where we stand up for right as a community and as a state and say, we're not gonna tolerate that. It's interesting you know that because just yesterday, uh, Senator Wintrow introduced a bill supporting uh, human trafficking mm -hmm. and uh, Senator Trickle also introduced a bill. Mm -hmm. His was specifically about um, children. Can mm -hmm. you talk to me about what the bill does that would um, change law around yeah. how child victims are yeah. treated. So to go first to Wintrow's, Wintrow actually came to me uh, last week and said, will you be my house sponsor for my human trafficking bill? You're kind of the guy right now. And I said, sure, I'd be happy to carry that. No problem. So I'm working with her on her bill. Once she gets it through the Senate, then I'm happy to carry it through the House. Uh, as far as what Trakel's bringing, I'm not sure because I haven't read his, but I can tell you what um, this code rewrite that I'm doing does. Um, this bill is going to go ahead and expand the crime of human trafficking, include those who engage in sexual conduct with the victim of human trafficking and also those who knowingly benefit from it. Um, the crime of providing commercial sexual activity will no longer apply to children because children, they can't consent. So any sexual contact they, they have, they can't be criminally prosecuted for something they didn't consent to. So children will be stricken from that. Do we know of any Idaho children that in the past had been um, charged in juvenile court with maybe misdemeanor prostitution? Is that something that had been happening? That's not something I'm aware of. Um, okay. If it is happening, I could find out. Um, I don't know that, but I do know that in the conversations surrounding this, we're like, kids have to be removed from this. There's, there's no way that you could charge a kid, a kid with that and um, something they can't even consent to. They're, they're a victim in this case, just like these women are. So um, yeah, I, I don't know the answer to that specifically, sorry, but I, it's hard for me to imagine that that would take place. That'd be awful. In the past, there um, have been bills run that attempted to change um, the misdemeanor crime of procurement of a, uh, excuse me, procurement of a prostitute to a felony crime. It's currently a misdemeanor for a first offense. Mm -hmm. um, this makes a minor change to the um, to procurement of a prostitute. But what are your thoughts on that? And do you expect or have you heard any pushback on it? Uh, great question. No, there's been no pushback. Um, we talked about this a little bit earlier, but on page seven 
on line 32, you're gonna see us change the third or subsequent conviction to actually the second. Uh, we don't see a reason to allow continual activity <laughs> to go on before we say, no, enough is enough. Um, so the first one is gonna be that misdemeanor the second time they're going to be charged. Um, we, we don't need to allow someone to continue in this activity. This is gross, this is wrong. Um, so the, the first offense is gonna be um, you know, seen as such, but the second and subsequent is gonna be absolutely charged. So no, there's been no pushback on that. There was also a catch by Senator Lakey, who's gonna be my Senate sponsor on the bill, um, about the actual homes uh, that where commercial sexual activity is taking place. Um, in the draft and in the RS, we had the word regularly. And he caught that, he's like, regularly? That doesn't even need to be in there. Like, it's a one-time deal. I'm like, absolutely, what is regularly? So um, how frequent is that? That's been stricken too. So no, we're taking it very serious. We're hitting it very hard. We don't need to see repeat offenses before we charge somebody for that. Great. Representative Jaron Crane, I appreciate your time. Presentation of Idaho Reports on Idaho Public Television is made possible through the generous support of the Laura Moore Cunningham Foundation, committed to fulfilling the Moore and Bettis family legacy of building the great state of Idaho. By the Friends of Idaho Public Television and by the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. Support for Idaho Public Television comes from the School of Public Service at Boise State University, providing objective and impactful research for Idaho and beyond and academic programs with hands-on learning that equip students to be effective public service leaders.